to the Practical Prophetic, where prophetic ministry is made practical. I'm Beth Wingate, I'm your host, and welcome to the podcast. On our podcast today, we are going to talk about high anxiety. So I wanted to spend some time talking about this topic. This is really a Hebrews 4 message. And if you listen to me long enough, I hope that you will have a grasp of the revelation of Hebrews chapter 4. Before we get started, I want to first give us some statistics to work from about anxiety. And this is uh, from the Anxiety and Depression Association of America. They say that general anxiety affects about 3% of the population, which is about close to 7 million adults just in the United States, that panic disorders affect 2.7% of the population, that social anxiety disorder affects about 7% of the population. Specific phobias can affect up to 9%. That's 19 million people of the population. And stress, they say, is ubiquitous. It's everywhere. Obsessive-compulsive disorder affects about 1.2% of the population. And then PTSD affects 3.6% of the population. And so stress, anxiety, depression, these are real issues that we deal with. Now, of course, they vary from level to level. But I'm here to tell you there is a way to deal with it. And that's what we're going to talk about today. As a Christian, as a believer, and one who believes in the power, the active power of the Word of God, you can have success in this area. You can be an overcomer. And so I want to first give us our foundation scripture. We actually have two today. Uh, One uh, is really a what is scripture, and it's based out of Proverbs twelve twenty five, and in the New King James, it's very simple. It just says anxiety in the heart causes depression. Very simple. So we know that anxiety is sort of the entry level, and if you stay anxious long enough, it will lead to depression. And that's not a good thing. But it also gives us the antidote right here in the scripture. It says, but, oh, but God, it says, but a good word makes it glad. And there's only one good word that I know, and that is the word of God. And so the antidote is very simple. It is the word of God. In Revelations 12, 11, it says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of of our testimony. And that mainly means speaking scripture because scripture is packed full of rhema life. The word of God is active and alive and it can change your situation. God's word is bigger than your anxiety. It is bigger than your fear. It is bigger than depression. Fear causes anxiety and anxiety causes depression. It tells us that right there in the word of God in Proverbs 12:25. Because all of this is rooted in fear. But what does the Bible say? Fear not, for I am with you. Joshua 1 9. We used to sing a little song when the kids were little uh, about be bold and courageous. 
Do not be terrified, for the Lord thy God is with thee. So today I'm going to give you a ton of scripture, and I'm going to give you some very simple, practical steps to deal with anxiety. And I'm also going to talk about levels related to us by understanding the difference between our flesh, our soul, and our spirit, and how that matters when you're dealing with something like anxiety. But the reason I'm calling this podcast today High Anxiety is because it goes back to a movie that uh, really is old. It's an old Mel Brooks movie from the 1970s that was a comedy that paid homage to Alfred Hitchcock. And it was called High Anxiety. And I just want to give you a quick synopsis of this movie. And I want to make a spiritual point attached to it. And you can get clips on YouTube. It's really old, but it's really funny. It's a real clever spoof of Hitchcock movies. But this doctor in the movie, Dr. Thorndike, he becomes head of a new uh, psych department at a hospital. And then he starts uh, having anxiety and he starts acting really strange. And there's this no nonsense nurse that is, you know, observing him. And because he's acting strange from his anxiety, she ends up accusing him of murder. And basically, it's a lot of uh, parody and comedy. But through this, he basically drives himself crazy and and basically becomes a patient himself. And so uh, the movie is is clever and funny. It's considered a classic, a Mel Brooks comedy. And so that's what I wanted to title it today, because really, if you're not careful, you'll be a character in a movie that the enemy is trying to write over your life. And it will lead to calamity, and it will lead to your destruction. Let me make it very simple. Uh, The Lord comes to give life and life more abundantly, and the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Let's just put everything in the pot and let's boil it down. If we're left with abundant life, then that's something from the Lord. If we're left with destruction and stealing from you, killing you, that's not of God. Very simple. And so depression, fear, anxiety, that is not from God. And you have an antidote. It says a good word makes it glad. Well, let me just tell you, like my neighbor that gave me the card said, uh, a little quote with a card, and it said, every time you open your mouth, you're prophesying your future. I believe in speaking life. The Bible says the power of life and death are in the tongue, and you have to choose to speak life. And there's really only one way we do that, and that's by speaking the word of God. And I believe it's even more powerful when we do it out loud, because your spirit man is talking to your soul man and your flesh man, telling them, hey, guys, you better get in order here. I'm in charge. I'm the spirit man. The Holy Spirit is in charge. So you better get in line. And that's how you speak God's word over yourself to yourself and you watch it transform your life. There's all kind of things that we can get anxious fearful and depressed. Now I'm not talking about reasonable fear. If there's a you know a wild animal and uh, you should have a healthy fear in, in the form of respect about that animal. Uh, if there's tornadoes outside and James Spann tells you to go to your safe place that you're in the polygon, you don't need to stand outside 
you know, you need to be have common sense. The Bible also says the wise man sees the danger and hides himself. So you need to be commonsensical with it. But I'm telling you that fear, depression, anxiety, those can be handled with God's word. And it may mean that you do it every single day. You have to look in the mirror and read scriptures every day. Let me give us some scriptures. I am locked and loaded and I've got a lot of them. All right, let's start with Isaiah 43. It says, Don't be afraid, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned, and the flame will not scorch you. Amen. Read that to yourself when you're dealing with anxiety out loud. Maybe get in the mirror and look at yourself and and put that in the first person. Talk to yourself. Let the word of God speak to you. Let the Holy Spirit minister to your soul through his word. Oh, my goodness. I'm telling you, this will set you free. This will bring deliver prophetic deliverance to you. You may not have, you know, we sometimes we think the prophetic is somebody laying hands on you and, and you know, yelling a prayer and passion, you know, ah, no, that may be one way, but you start speaking God's word over your life every day. You start making a confession of faith every day. That's got prophetic power. You know, it's like the movie we saw that time, uh, the Tom Cruise movie, where he was a lawyer called The Firm years ago. He was a lawyer who had come to work with this firm, and he kind of over time finds out that they're corrupt. And the FBI ends up basically approaching him and forcing him to turn on these lawyers. And they wanted him to do things that were a little sketchy, according to the law. And Tom Cruise basically brought them proof of like bank fraud, wire fraud. And he, he told them, he said, look, this may not be exciting, but this has teeth and this will stand up in court. You know, that's how it is with the word of God. It may not be exciting that um, somebody's not laying hands over you and pouring oil on your head and screaming at you. But you start speaking the word every day and you start going to the courts of heaven with your legal documentation, which is the word of God. And I'm telling you, it's effective. It'll work. It has teeth, so to speak. All right, let's move to our next scripture. Philippians 4, 6 says, In nothing be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. I'm telling you, your body was not designed for stress. We live in a fallen world. Our bodies were not designed for stress. Cast your cares on him for he cares for us. Give that to the Lord. Like I said in another podcast, if you got to go out in the woods or go out in the backyard and or go hike somewhere and yell, God, I don't understand. It's not fair. You know, whatever. Do, cry out to the Lord. Get that off of you and put it on him. He can bear that up for you. He, he, he is moved by your tears, but he is more moved by your faith. So give it to him. And then once you've had that moment, then zip it. No more negativity. Start speaking God's word. Let's move to the next scripture. John 14, 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, I give to you. Don't let your heart be troubled. Neither let it be fearful. 
Oh, but I don't know, you know, we're, we could go to war with Russia. Oh, the money, uh, inflation is out of control. Eggs are $6 for a dozen eggs. Oh, my goodness. Well, I don't know. This has happened. That has happened. Uh, you know, whatever. My car is having trouble. It doesn't matter. You can choose to walk in peace. Walking in peace is a choice. Let me say that again. Walking in peace is a choice. And you know what? It's it's a process. It's a journey. You have to discipline. We don't like that word in the church. You have to discipline. By the way, that's part of the word for discipleship. Just sidebar. You have to discipline your flesh and your soul to line up with God's word. And you do that by speaking his word and then being a doer of the word. Next scripture. Psalms 55, 22, cast your burden on God and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be moved. First Peter 5, 6, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your worries on him because he cares for you. Amen. Amen. I, I can't wait to get to our steps here, but I got to read these scriptures to us to reinforce this. Isaiah 41, 10 says, don't you be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. Yes, I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Amen. Next scripture, Psalms 27, 1. God is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? God is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Come on, you got to read this stuff to yourself every day, especially when you're going through anxiety, fear, depression, worry, doubt. Mm. Can't wait to get to the rest here. Isaiah 35, 4. Tell those who have a fearful heart to be strong. Don't be afraid. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. God's retribution. He will come and save you. Amen. Isaiah 12, Two, behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and I will not be afraid for God is my strength and song and he will become my salvation. Psalms 56, three, when I'm afraid, I will put my trust in you. Come on. Psalms three, two through six. Many there are who say of my soul, there is no help for him in God. But you, God, are a shield around me, my glory, the one who lifts my head. I cry to you with my voice, and God answers me out of his holy hill. I laid myself down to sleep, and I was awakened, for God sustains me. I will not be afraid of tens and thousands of people who have set themselves against me on every side. Oh, that's a sermon in a scripture. Come on. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. You have a responsibility to control your emotions, to control yourself. You can't let yourself get all wound up. When you start feeling that, speak God's word. And we're going to get to those steps in just a minute. We're going to break it down and make it practical. But I've got to lay this foundation down. Another translation of Proverbs twelve twenty five says, Anxiety in a man's heart weighs it down, but a kind word makes it glad. 
Love that. Psalms 23, 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Matthew 6, 34 says, Therefore do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Each day's own evil is sufficient. Look, you can't start running scenarios wildly in your mind about, you know, down the road. About it, just deal with being the moment, be present, deal with what you're dealing with right now and do it with the word of God. That'll preach too. All right, let's keep moving here. Luke 12, 22 through 26 says, and he said to his disciples, this is Jesus speaking. These are the red letter words. Therefore, I tell you, don't be anxious for your life, what you will eat, nor for your body or what you'll wear. Life is more than food and the body is more than clothing. Consider the ravens that they don't sow and they don't reap. They have no warehouse or barn and God feeds them. How much more valuable valuable are you than the birds? Which of you, by being anxious, can add a cubit to its height? If then you aren't able to do even these least things, why are you so anxious about the rest? God is telling you to relax. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or scared of them, for Yahweh your God himself is he who goes with you. He will not fail or forsake you. Oh, that's good. If that doesn't already make you feel better, read it again. Go back to the beginning. Listen again. I'm just giving you straight scripture. And it's powerful. But you have to partner with this. You have to prophetically partner with what the Holy Spirit is saying through the Word of God, what Jesus is saying through the Word of God. Now, I've got some very simple steps to dealing with anxiety. But before I give you those, I want to talk about that movie, High Anxiety. So uh, the doctor in this movie, the psychiatrist, he goes to work at this hospital and becomes head of the psychiatry department or the psychiatry ward. And it is upon that that he experiences anxiety himself and sort of goes crazy. Okay, so we had a friend who was actually in the uh, psych, he was a psychologist. And he uh, had a practice and he was counseling and, you know, doing his work and everything. And then he made a decision to change and pursue radiology later because he told us out of his own words that um, he could not handle being around crazy, his words, crazy people anymore because it was making him crazy. And he did experience some uh, anxiety and depression and some of the things that he was treating his patients for himself. After many years of being in that industry, he, uh, he said, I've got to make a change. In fact, uh, he had a lot of ripple out on his life uh, that I'm, I'm really condensing his situation. But I want to speak to that for just a minute. You know, there's an old saying that if you show me somebody's friends, I'll show you their future. Uh, that's true. Uh, I believe based on biblical principles of the idea of familiar spirits. Now, you may not be familiar with that term. Familiar just means um, that either it's something that they, a pattern that can be a spiritual pattern. It can be in a family. For example, people even talk about the quote Kennedy curse, you know, that they've had so many tragedies in this family. Um, 
Familiar spirits basically can just mean, uh, and I don't really like to use the word curse, but it can mean that there's a spiritual condition or a spirit attached to a family or a group of friends or something that's familiar to you. Maybe sometimes it's a place. That's how we get the whole idea of haunted houses. Well, I believe that if you have opened the door and, and that's an analogy, of course, uh, you know, if I leave the door open on my house overnight and maybe I go out of town for the weekend and I leave that door open, someone may or may not come into my house and steal or an animal may or may not come in and trash the place. Uh, I saw a video recently where a bear got into a house. The door was sort of cracked open or whatever, and he tore the place up, you know, looking for food. And I mean, it was demolished by this bear um, because they left the door ajar. They left it open. He could smell the food. He was lured in and he came in looking for that food. He trashed the whole place because he's an animal. He's a bear. That's what they do. And so you cannot leave doors, quote unquote, open. And so in your life, and what would be an example of a way we could do that around fear, anxiety, and depression? Well, let me give you a starter. If you're dealing with that and you're trying to overcome it and speak God's word, uh, maybe don't watch sad movies or scary movies or books or uh, talk, uh, have a friend, maybe that's your friend that you chit chat with and all y'all talk about is, you oh, yeah, I'm dealing with upset, I'm scared, yeah, whatever. Can't do that. That's not the person you need to be talking to when you're dealing with that kind of thing. You need to get somebody that's going to partner with you and speak the word of God over your life and pray with you. All right, let's go through these steps. So like that movie, High Anxiety, and like my friend who was a doctor, you know, if you're around anxious people, fearful people, and that's all you're hearing, and that's sort of you're partnering with that. And so it can become a familiar spirit in your life. And you, you may, when you're dealing with this, you may have to disassociate for a minute. You don't have to make a big deal about it. You don't have to make a big grand announcement. Just sort of hold them at arm's length and busy yourself while you're dealing with this because you can't afford to have people uh, people partnering with the negative and speaking anxiety and fear and depression around you. So that's one practical step you can take. But let's deal with our steps here. I've got some steps. So let's just say that you have uh, an overwhelming feeling of anxiety. Maybe you're presented with a situation and it makes you extremely anxious, fearful, or maybe even depression, something along those lines. Here's the first thing you can do. And look, let me just sidebar and disclaimer right here. As far as medicine and medical, I have very strong views on that, but I'm not, I'm not talking about that today. If that's a route you choose, that's between you and God. Uh, there's cases where that's perfectly appropriate, and there are some cases where I don't think that's appropriate. But that's for you to decide. I'm, I'm here to report. You're, you decide. So I'm giving you the Word of God. I'm giving you a study based on the prophetic using the Word of God. And so that's, that's just my own disclaimer. I'm not really here to talk about that. So that's you do with that what you will. All right, here's some practical prophetic steps to deal with anxiety, depression, and fear. Number one, let's say you feel that attack. You need to stop. 
You need to stop, right? Just stop in your tracks <laughs> and you need to take a breath and pray. You know, just quick. Okay, Lord. I know you will help me. Now, that's an example. Just, you know, just stop yourself. Quiet yourself. Quiet down your busy mind. Stop and, and say a quick prayer. Just, you got to stop yourself because some people will, will get real wound up and carried away. Let me, let me stop for just a second, too, and talk about your flesh, your soul, and your spirit. You're a person made up of three parts. Your spirit is the real you. The realm of your soul is your mind, will, emotions, and intellect. This battle about anxiety, fear, and depression takes place in the soul realm. And then you have a body. And sometimes if you, if you allow anxiety, fear, depression uh, to, to take root in your soul, it can have an effect on your physical body. You can tremble and shake. You can, you know, you can cry. You can whatever. Some people will have breakouts. You know, you'll have a physical manifestation. So you need to deal with this, though, from the level of the spirit. And if you're a born again Christian, that means the Holy Spirit is in charge in your life. And you know that speaking the word of God in faith is the antidote. That simple. So stop and pray. Check yourself. You know, okay, I'm feeling really anxious. And I'm going to just give you an example. I'm going to walk you through it. Okay, I'm feeling really anxious, fearful, or I, ooh, I'm feeling really down and gloomy. You know, stop, check yourself, take a deep breath and pray. That is step number one. Just stop. Don't, don't, you know, don't get yourself wound up. All right, number two. I just read to us dozens of scriptures. So the second thing you need to do is you need to speak the word of God. Read these scriptures out loud over yourself. If you don't have a Bible, well, everybody has a phone. You can pull it up on your phone. You could just Google Bible verses on fear and anxiety, and I bet they'll come right up. Read them out loud to yourself. Like really read them out loud to yourself and, and do it with meaning. You know, like we just read them here. There's power in that. There's power in it. Okay, here's the next step. Now, this is where I want to spend just a few minutes. And I know this podcast, you know, is already getting up near the end. So I'll, I'll go through this quickly. But you have got to enter into Hebrews 4 rest. Okay, I don't have time to go through all of Hebrews 4. And we've done some podcasts on that. But it's Paul's cautionary tale that we don't need to be like the children of Israel who a lot of them did not make it to the promised land. And it wasn't the sin at the golden calf and the party in the, in the wilderness that kept them out of the promised land. It was the sin of doubt and unbelief. So we have to know that we know that we know. And the Bible even says from the foundation of the earth that God is in control and he's already made a way for you. I, you know, we could plow right here for an hour, but the Hebrews 4 message is to enter into Sabbath rest, knowing God has already made a way for you from the foundation of the earth. If you can grab hold of that, you will be powerful as a believer. So, so how do we rest? Okay, we, we pray, we speak God's word, put it in perspective. 
you know, put everything that helps so much, you know, well, I may be dealing with this, but at least I'm healthy or I may be dealing with this, but God, at least I have a support system in my, my church family, my, my natural family, you know, start putting things into perspective. Well, God, at least I'm alive and breathing. <laughs> you know, you may have to get all the way down to the nitty gritty. But put it in perspective. Sometimes we make our problems, we amplify them and make them bigger than they are. Another way you can enter into rest is to put on the armor of God. And then what does it say? It says, having done all else, stand. Well, what does that mean? Okay, I say it like this. Sometimes you just need a word, typically through a scripture, and maybe that scripture of yours is uh, that a good word makes your heart glad, or he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. Will you take that word and you literally stand on that one word and you don't move until it comes to pass? You don't move an inch. You, you got to be uh, you got to be almost like a pit bull with a bone. You got to be tenacious. You cannot budge an inch once you get a word, that a rhema word from God in, his, in, in the Bible, and it really speaks to your heart, and you identify with that, and you partner with that, then you don't move an inch. You don't, you don't need to go you know, praying up, working up in prayer for three hours. No, 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 no. You pray, you stand on that scripture, and then you rest on that. And you, in fact, Paul says you cease from your own works. You, you stop the madness, you stop worrying, you stop letting your imagination run wild, and you stand on that scripture, and you don't go one inch further. Now, it doesn't mean that you don't, faith without works is dead. It doesn't mean that you don't, you know, take whatever necessary steps. But I'm saying as far as the battle in your mind, you stand on God's word. It's that simple. Then what's the next thing you can do? Well, you start testifying maybe to yourself. God, I don't know how you're going to see me through this situation, but God, I thank you for all the times you have brought me through. And you start reminding yourself of all the times God has brought you through. That's called encouragement. It's called encouraging yourself. Powerful. Grab hold of it. And then what does the Bible say? In Revelations 12, 11, it says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Testify of God's goodness. God, you've been so good to me. I thank you. I have been so blessed. Lord, you have not forsaken me. You have always made a way for me and provided for me. You've given me this. You've given me that. Lord, you've given me my health. Testify of his goodness. That's powerful. These are prophetic steps and these work. And we think they're simple, but when you're in the middle of something, it ain't so easy. But you got to do it. You got to put it into action. And so these are very simple steps on how to deal with anxiety, depression, fear. The answer is a good word makes your heart glad. Speak God's word. Speak those scriptures we went through. Go back and listen. Let me do it for you. <laughs> you know, partner with it. Uh, go back and listen to these scriptures because they're powerful. God wants you to live and walk in peace and confidence as an overcomer, victorious in your life. And it doesn't mean you won't go through stuff. We all go through stuff, but you, you can go through it. 
You don't have to live in it. You can come out higher on the other side if you'll walk through it. There's blessings in the valley that we don't get on the mountaintop, but you don't live in the valley. You're just passing through. So, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I think that's a good place to leave us today. I hope this blesses and encourages you, and I hope you have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll be informed next time I post. Thank you again and have a blessed day.